Hi. Hello. Welcome back. So I've had a really boring question like down in my soul that is, have you ever thought Jesus was a vampire because he supposedly drank blood so you felt you should too because you're actually Jesus? Uh, let's talk about it. Let's do that. <laughs> So this is a story of Marcus Wesson, aka the Vampire King of Fresno. Um, so he was a 300 pound plus African American man. Um, he had dreadlocks cascading past his waist and he was 57 years old. He was not what people would generally think of when they heard the word vampire. However, when he stepped out of his home on the afternoon of March 12, 2004, one detailed perfectly fit the image of the undead. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. He was covered in free and blood. So we're going to get into that. Um, also, just a little side note, one of the reasons you might not remember this or say, hey, I've never heard about that. Let me give it a quick Google Rooney. So around this time, the famous case of Scott and Lacey Peterson was going around, which Kayla's giving me this look like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no idea. Scott murdered his wife, Lacey, and his unborn child so he could go on and have an affair. Kinda, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of like uh, that Chris guy. Yeah. What's his name, Chris? I think so. Killed his wife and his two kids so yeah. he could go off. Yeah. Craziness. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of like that. But that's probably why you don't remember hearing about this. So, anyways... That and maybe just because it's absolutely ridiculous and fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I, as you're going to see, um, we might as well go ahead and preface this here. Um, I never saw anywhere in any of the notes while I was preparing for this episode where he actually drank blood. Um, but if you Google Marcus Wesson... Something that you're going to see is that he is known as the Vampire King. And as I posed in our question, it's because he believed that he was Jesus and that Jesus was a vampire. And because Jesus drank blood to become immortal, he must do the same thing. Um, but really, other than that, I, I didn't see anything where he was actually drinking anybody's blood. I couldn't find anything myself. So, anyways. Police were dispatched to a home off the Golden State Freeway in Fresno, California to break up what they thought was a domestic disturbance. And a woman who was clearly panicked called and said that her child was being held captive. Um, and basically the way this goes to kind of fill in some of the cracks was they get to this home, they see Marcus Wesson and he's very calm, cool and collected super cool and, and super, super cruel. cruel. Um, so he's like, yeah, I got the kids here. Just give me a minute. Let me say my goodbyes and I'll send them out to you. 
Now, there's a lot of discrepancies in this next part because neighbors say they heard gunshots, but the police swear they never heard anything. So he goes back inside and he kills the children. And something that should be noted is the police didn't have any reason or a warrant to go into the home. Yeah, like they couldn't so, follow him in there yeah, and they make sure anything. Exactly. They couldn't make sure everything was like kosher. Tip-top. Yeah. So when he comes back to the door, he's covered in blood and he just willingly surrenders. So, the bodies were piled in a bedroom, and it took hours to figure out exactly how many people were there because bodies were tangled with bloody clothing, and it was just a mess. The final count was nine, and all the victims were under the age of 25 years old, with the three youngest victims being under two years old. And just kind of a quick rundown, the victims were a young woman named Sabrina, who was 25, Elizabeth, who was 17, Illabelle, which I had to Google to make sure that was the correct name and somebody hadn't screwed it up on the internet, but it was Illabelle, age 8, Aviv, age 7, Jonathan, age 7, Sidonia, age 2, Marcy, age 2, or Marcy, I think I said Marcy, Marcy, age 2, Ethan, age four, and a young girl named Jiva, age one. So, that was all his victims. And I know what you're thinking. Um, This is all terrible. But I promise it's about to get worse. So, before we jump in there, um, they were all shot in the eye with a 22 caliber pistol, which was found in the tangled pile of just horrific horrificness i don't even know if that's a word i don't think that's a word <laughs> and when the when the police did go into the home obviously they were still warm because they had Mark, just, yeah it had just happened i it's, think they said he spent like what an hour and a half before yeah. he came back out yeah he was in the house for a hot second and you know that nothing uh Death-wise sets in that quickly. I just think it's crazy that he could just... I mean, we'll get into more details about it, but the fact that he can just shoot everybody and still remain as calm as he was about it. Just no feelings, no nothing, just I give up. Mm. Take me away. I think even me, like, my husband and I sometimes go to shooting ranges, and I get a rush just from firing a handgun or a rifle like i couldn't be calm well somehow this crazy dude managed to do it as stated he completely just walked out calm he was put in handcuffs and charged with nine counts of murder but while the murder of innocent victims was the worst of his crimes it was just the final act in a horror story that would shock the world Oh, what's going to happen? Wesson thought of himself as the leader of a new religion based on Christianity and vampirism. The incest was a big part of this new religion. Which, let's just get one thing straight. There's a lot of people in today's times that struggle with the concepts of Christianity. But this dude, back in 2004, you know, 17 years ago, was like... Christianity and vampirism, two peas in a pod, that's what we're rolling with. Makes sense. And I have to put children out there to, to please 
my Jesus Christ, that is a vampire. Exactly. And then, like, the little sprinkle on top is, we're going to sleep with each other. Everybody, when I say. Yeah. And I don't think he really, like, I'm sure he read the Bible, but I'm pretty sure he just made up things that fit his own little realm of reality. Mm -hmm. Or like they say here in southern West Virginia. He treated the Bible like a bag of Chex Mix. He picked out the, pe- the pieces he liked and left the rest. <laughs> so Wesson wrote that in Incest, one produces the seed of perfection of oneself. This can be found in, quote, in the light of the light for the dark, end quote. Is that even correct? Yeah, that's that's it. I had to double check it too because the in way the it light starts, uh, yes, of the light for the dark. In the light of the light for the dark, and just that little snippet. Incest one produces the seed of perfection of oneself. I think this applies to dogs. Like when you want like a pure bloodline, does not apply to people. So no, like there's a whole reason why there's not incest because you you can't just pull from the same gene pool. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta mix it up a little. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have two people that aren't related, you know, at all, they still have children that have learning, you know, deficits, uh, physical deficits, things like that. Right. That is heightened, like, if you both have some kind of recessive gene for stupidity, the odds of it coming out within an incest relationship. It's just worse. It's going to happen. It's like, it kind of goes back to the whole, like, survival of the fittest. Like, you're not going to really survive if you're pulling from the same mm-hmm. group of people. You have to spread it out to make your chances better. But in the Bible, right? So let's just take a, a T.O. here for a second park. Unpack some of this. In the Bible, Adam and Eve were the first man and woman, right? Right. They were tasked with populating the world, as it were. Right. Now... You know, in the beginning, there was no, like, good and bad until she ate the fruit from Satan and then all the evil came, right? So, while they're populating the world, one would think, right, while they're doing this, that Adam and Eve are not solely the ones doing all this. So, in some aspect, incest probably did occur in the beginning um, before... You know, because they walked around naked, and then after she ate the fruit, she saw that she was naked, and she was ashamed, right? So, right. So, there was no, there was none of that good, evil, in that sense, anyway. So, I mean, mate, like, again, treating the Bible like a bag of checks Mix, that's the part he pulled and was like, this is okay. Right. I'm yep. going strictly off the Old Testament. We're going to have sex, even though you're my child. Yep. Okay. <sighs> So anyways, in this, uh, In the Light of the Light for the Dark, it's a book in which it's descri- he describes his new faith and his conviction that he and his children were vampires. I just... I don't get really, the vampire part. I'm really struggling with that because, you know, in today's society, we picture vampires as pale skin, fangs, drink your blood, Yeah, you know can't go in the light maybe whatever they don't like garlic 
you know, that kind of yeah. thing. And for them to just be like, yes, we're vampires, so we have to sleep with each other. And, well, here, maybe this is where... Okay, so we continue to say that the victims were all of his own blood. Either his children or the grandchildren he had fathered with his daughters and nieces. So maybe his idea of what a vampire is, is keeping your own family blood as, I'm going to really, royal as possible without allowing other people in to your bloodline. I mean, maybe, maybe, and like, I am on Wikipedia, the most reliable source of all sources, so it says clinical vampirism is more commonly known as Renfield Syndrome or Renfield Syndrome, and it's just an obsession with, obsession, if I could speak, it's an obsession with drinking blood, and I don't see any of that happening. So, I, but maybe I don't know, but there really are people that do that. Like, I've seen where people have found somebody that they trusted, somebody that has a clean blood test, and they will let these people feed off of them. Or, in other cases, I've seen them where they go to, like, butchering places, and they get, like, the blood that's been drained off of cattle or pigs. And I don't know about y'all... But, when you was little and you ever got a boo-boo, and you were like, yeah, licked your cut, yeah. it don't taste that great. No, it's very... It's definitely no cherry Kool-Aid. <laughs> Absolutely not. So... But, here we are, maybe he chose, you know, like you said, he, you know, Christianity, he used it as Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. The same thing with vampirism, he... Used it as text mix and pulled what he wanted from both things to create his new found crazy religion incest type of I gotta keep my bloodline true. Right, maybe. And like I'm on another article that said that, you know, obviously today there's a worldwide community of human vampires or quote unquote real vampires and they're they're not immortal. They can't be weakened by garlic or vanquished by silver. But they get their part of their nourishment anyway from human and animal blood. And like they say, vampires of this type call themselves sanguinarians, or they drain psychic energy, or they're called psyvamps, or they're both, and they're just hybrids. So they drain you your psychic energy, and they drink animal and or human blood. Uh, and then it just says, real vampirism isn't a fad to be adopted one day and discarded the next. And those who treat it as such dismissed as mere lifestylers by the community. Like it was just a phase, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like they feed out of what they are convinced is a biological need. And without their monthly, weekly, or sometimes daily feeding rituals, they claim that it becomes difficult for them to function. No, listen. Okay, let's... We're going deep diving in this situation here. So, blood. Blood has iron in it. People have iron deficiencies. I have an iron deficiency. If I don't take an iron supplement, it does make me feel like I'm really tired. I get headaches all the time. 
and I have passed out from a lack of iron in my body. So, to say, let me just go and drink some blood to get, you know, what my body really needs because I'm fiending for it. No! Most people, when they're like, man, my iron's low, I can feel it, they run out and have their mama prime up some liver or something. Ain't nobody out here sucking blood because their iron's low. No, you take a supplement. You you eat something that is rich in iron, like spinach or dark Mm -hmm. chocolate or red meat. You don't say, let me go bite this cow in this field. (laughs) Like, no. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so, anyways, I don't know what the vampiristic part of him being called the vampire king of fresno i don't get it i don't see that it's there i have no evidence in front of me that says that he has been drinking blood or anything of the like but he thought he was jesus he thought jesus was a vampire jesus drank blood apparently to be immortal he needed to do the same thing and incest was a part of this and incest is part of his crazy hybrid christian vampirism religion that he created in his head right and all the victims that he killed were of his own blood yes anyway so (laughs) diving back into today's story (laughs) uh some background on wesson was that he was born in kansas in 1944 and he was the oldest of four children from ben and carrie wesson his father was a drunk and child abuser who disappeared when marcus was young now, adding to that, I have a couple different, you know, tabs, if you will, pulled up on my phone here that I am jumping back and forth from. Now, it is alleged that Wesson's father had molested him and his siblings. Um, however, on the witness stand, Wesson's sister didn't come right out and confirm this, but she said that when her father was drinking, he was much more inclined to, like, hug, kiss, and love on him. Um, when it says that his father just ran off, I do remember reading this. Um, he ran off, His father ran off with a male cousin of theirs. Uh, they were having a gay affair together, and it seemed to be ha- having gone on for decades. Um, before he decided to reappear into their life. And they think that that could be partially why, you know, Marcus Wesson, a.k.a. the Vampire King, felt that it was okay to have relationships with uh, blood family members or your children and so on. Yeah, that's what he's seen growing up. So Exactly. He just mirrors what you're yeah. used to. Um and per usual with all of these crazy people, friends and relatives remembered him as a kind person and a good student. He sang in his high school choir and he loved trains. He enlisted in the army in 1966 and served as an ambulance driver. When he discharged, he moved in with an older woman named Rosemary Solorio, who had several children from a previous relationship. And this is kind of where we go into the deep, darky dive of when, like, his incest and everything began. Yeah. For him, anyway. So, Rosemary and Marcus had a child together, but before long, Marcus had his eyes focused on her eight-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. 
And he ended up marrying Elizabeth in 1974 when she was 14 and Marcus was 27. Together, they had 10 children. Mm -mm. One which died as an infant. And I think I read earlier when I was doing some research that she had all of these children before she was 26 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am... That is a lot to go through. I mean, first of all, is it even legal to marry a 14-year-old? Homie, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the law is. Maybe, I don't know if it was in, like, I want to say those days, but it really wasn't that... You know, we're not so far separated from that. Right. And I mean, I know there's all kinds of, you know, like every state has a different law about like what age you can be to be married if you're marrying an older person and the other person's a minor or whatever. So Right. Well, it says here that he claimed that God had told him that Elizabeth was meant to be his wife and that they held a home marriage ceremony. And I know you can't see, but I'm doing air quotes, um, a home marriage ceremony. Um, he then took her out of school and began personally, air quotes again, teaching her. And when she was 12, that's when he began sexually assaulting her. And yes, you are right. At 14, she became pregnant with their first baby. And the two were wed as soon as she was of legal age to marry. So I'm assuming that at the time, 14 was old enough. Um, and... Together, they had 10 more children, and she, uh, that was, she had them all, like you said, before she reached age 26. I don't know about you, but (laughs) that's almost, you, that's like waiting no time in between having children. Um, she was 14, that's like one child a year at least. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, whatever downtime they had, it was not very much because you got to think between 14 and 26, that's 12 years. And she got pregnant with the first one at 14. Yeah, that's too much. That's, that's a yeah, lot of that's, stress that's on like, the body. That's like one child a year. Lord have mercy. I mean, my dad's not that this is the same thing. <clears throat> totally going out of the incest uh, lane and pedophile lane. Um, my mom's, or my mom's, my dad's mom had 10 kids. Well, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's unusual or but odd. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she had like 10. I think one of them died. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, Wesson moved his family around California. They lived in tents, on boats, shacks, trailers, and other various houses. So... Not very stable. We're just going to hop around until we figure out what we can do. Yeah. Uh, They got by on welfare and food stamps, often putting meals on the table by sending the children dumpster diving. And we did actually read that he would pretty much, like, use his welfare and food stamps to buy fast food for himself. Mm -hmm. And then he made all the children and, you know, his other ladies in his life right. go dumpster diving and fend for themselves for food pretty much while he basically lived like a king right um and it's it just gets worse like i don't know how to say it um because 
you know, between the nieces and nephews from his wife's sister, eventually they grew up to have 16 children in the clan, and school was not a concern for any of them, and he made sure that he took care of their education. And uh, it says here that he actually, air quote, married uh, his nieces, Ruby Ortiz, Rosa and Safina, oftentimes called Sophia, um, and those were marriages that were in addition to those with two of his daughters. So, so he's just be out here having these nice little home ceremonies mm-hmm. off the books. I'm gonna marry all my children and make more children and more grandbabies and da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're getting ready to dive in, like, how he controlled their education and everything. But he controlled every aspect of their lives. Uh, The girls had to dress in long skirts and headscarves. They had to walk behind him and remain silent in public. They were forbidden to talk with anyone under punishment of being beaten. And their brothers and any male cousins were separated away from them because he didn't want them to develop any sexual feelings for the girls and vice versa. So, yeah. Talk about keeping them, I don't want to say sheltered because he clearly was, like, doing things with them, but, like, I'm the only man in your eyes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Air quote, loving was a big part of the girls' curriculum lessons and sexual technique in Wesson's homeschooling. Their domestic responsibilities included washing his dreadlocks, scratching his head, and even his armpits for him because he could not apparently do that himself. And it's also said that their work never stopped. Um, They were responsible for taking care of the children, even though they were children themselves. They were responsible for cleaning and cooking, even if there was no running water or electricity. And, as we said, scratching his head and his armpits, they were were expected to wait on him hand and foot. Listen, I love my boyfriend, but if he ever was like, here, come over here and scratch my hairy armpits... I might vomit. I would be like, uh, Andy, you need to go get yourself checked because it's not on my repertoire of things to do for you. Yeah, I know sometimes, like, I really don't do anything like that for my husband. But, like, if I have nails on and, like, they're longer nails, he does like for me to scratch his head. Well, it's different. It's not his armpits. He thinks that, yeah, I would never. I do, I'm about to out myself to you guys. You're about to know me on a deeper level. Let's go for it. I do like his deodorant. I like nuzzling into his armpit and just like smelling it. Because I'm psycho. Okay, but you ain't like no, I'm not scratching it. No. fingers up Mm-mm. in a greasy armpit, Mm-mm. nasty, hairy, Mm-mm. and... No. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I like all the nice, positive things. Huh. <laughs> But yeah, so with this homeschooling and uh, loving, um, instructions in oral sex started early at around ages eight or nine. Um, And as we said, he married his daughters, Kiani and Sabrina, and he started having babies with them. And then, as I said as well, he married Ruby and Rosa and Safina as well, and they had his children. And... As soon as the girls were old enough, they got jobs outside the home to help support the clan. 
the clan. But here's the other thing, because I had just read that, like, when they were out in public, yeah, they, they weren't allowed to talk to anybody or anything like that. So how did they get away doing a job outside the home? He probably had them doing stuff like housekeeping for hotels and stuff. Where, where you're not talking to anybody. Where you're not talking to anybody, and it's literally you go in, you clean, you make your money, you go home. Yeah. Mm. It's probably something like that. Um, let me see. I just... And the fact that he refers to this whole giant mess as a clan is very creepy to me. Yeah, yeah, it did say here, too, that he was fascinated by and felt a kinship with cult leader David Koresh um, during the 1993 siege of his compound in Waco, uh, Texas. Uh, Wesson was glued to the TV, and he, he told his clan, like, that man is just like me. He is making children from the Lord. And he also had a deep hatred of law enforcement. And this is something that we're going to get into, but he did mandate a suicide pact. Um, so if they ever, you know, were tried to be taken away by police or split up, the mothers were to kill the children and then themselves. So apparently he also held monthly meetings that would discuss the details of this plan and like how they were supposed to execute it. Um, Wesson also kept the children under control through fear and violence. He taught sermons that said nothing was more important than keeping the family together. And again, he taught that the police were the devil in disguise and that suicide was an acceptable way to ex escape them, if I could speak again. Now that you mentioned that he had such a fascination with the whole Waco thing, uh -huh. it makes a lot more sense. It's almost like he used that as an example almost, in his own newfound religion slash clan of craziness. <clears throat> because in the Waco thing, they were all controlled through fear and violence, and you have my babies, I'm the only man in your life, we're gonna have sermons, you don't talk to anybody outside. Right. You yeah. avoid the police. Yeah. That's, yeah, because that's, that's what That's scary. scary. Is that he was a brutal abuser and that he would beat the women and the children with electrical cords, baseball bats, and his own fists for the slightest transgression. And that his son, Serafino, actually re, uh, stated that he was beaten for 30 days straight for stealing one spoonful of peanut butter. Um, the mother said that Wesson beat their one-month-old infant, Jonathan, until his legs bled because he wouldn't stop crying. Mm -hmm. I do feel mm -hmm. like there's a bit of a difference, though, because, I don't know, some of the things that I've read about Waco, it, it really seemed like, uh, you know, that he actually, he might have got, like, rough with the women, but he didn't really, I don't think he really beat them in that way for doing something like stealing a spoonful of peanut butter. I don't think he beat the children either. Yeah. I don't know. That's... It's insane. But... Anyways. <clears throat> Soon, cracks started to appear in the Wesson family clan crazy fortress 
as the children got older. Two of the nieces actually ran away, and when they returned, they had the intention of taking their babies with them. Um, Marcus refused to let this happen, and this led to a screaming match outside the police, and that's when Ortiz and Solorio called the police for help. And then we kind of go back to the beginning, beginning where our, all of this started. Yeah. Um, and we'll just kind of recap that. You know, he met police at the door. He told them to wait and then disappeared into the house. He came back out to the door. His clothes mm-hmm. were covered in blood and all of everybody was dead inside. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, <clears throat> Wesson did not take the stand when his trial started in June 2005. His attorneys tried to raise doubt that he had pulled the trigger, which is just insane to me. Yeah. Uh, I know that, you know, you had your little suicide pack, but homie, I'm pretty sure you did this yourself. Right. And I mean, even if he had the suicide pack, wouldn't he be responsible for killing himself in said suicide pack? Exactly. And wouldn't there have to be more than one weapon? Unless he's sitting there watching, which he's a sick POS. He probably would sit there and watch them with one handgun, make sure they all kill themselves. Yeah. I can see him doing Ugh. that. But still, you're right. He should have killed himself, too. Exactly. If you had such a pact. Exactly. Um, they argued that Wesson's children had been so brainwashed that they believed suicide was better than being separated from him. His attorney implied that the oldest daughter, Sabrina, had shot everyone else before turning the gun on herself. But thankfully, the jury didn't buy it. Saw through his bullshit. And they was like, you're guilty of nine counts of murder and 14 counts of rape and molestation. And your sentence is death. Die. And I bet now he's wishing he would have finalized his little suicide thing and killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, prison sucks. Even if you work there, coming from somebody who's worked there, it sucks. And I kid you not. It took me just as long as I feel like it took inmates to get out. I saw inmates paroled before I got hired on somewhere else to get out of there. Oh, my God. And I wasn't even an inmate. My life's a prison. I didn't do nothing wrong. So, anyway. Uh, the surviving children have struggled to move on with their lives, obviously. Yeah, that's traumatizing obviously. in itself. Um, Wesson was marched off to San Quentin's death row, where he slimmed down, trimmed his dreadlocks, and waited. And waited. And waited. And he's still waiting, actually. He's still sitting on death row, and he is currently 75 years old. So, keep a lookout for your, uh... Google Rooney news and all that because I'm sure we'll see Marcus Wesson die of natural causes before we actually see him put to death for his horrific lifestyle and crimes against these innocent people. I'm sorry, his family clan, his his (coughs) His vampire clan, his flan, if you will. I just. I wonder if, kind of like how they did Mr. Cruel, if they just gave him the moniker of the Vampire King, like the news and media did. I would imagine that that's probably what they did. As soon as they found out, like, holy shit, this is a story. This is a guy who thinks that Jesus was a vampire. And plot twist, in my Shyamalan, he's Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes no sense. <clears throat> I mean... It- 
in a way, kind of is fitting because he did live his life like a king and, you know, had the ability to screw any person in his family and do what he wanted. But I wouldn't say that that's like a king. Like, I don't, when I think of kings, I don't imagine them at Costco swiping an EBT card. Well, you know what I mean? Maybe a king and But I guess he's a slumlord. Okay. At best. The the vampire slumlord. Yeah. Of Fresno. Of Fresno. So, yeah, that's this weird, trippy case that is entirely ludicrous. It's weird. It's very strange. But we hope you guys enjoyed it. We're trying to get back on track and make sure we're putting content out for you. Um, feel free to inbox us if we fail you because. We need that kick in the ass sometimes to actually do what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. Other than that, don't let some big black guy with dread suck your blood, even though he probably didn't suck blood in the first place. Don't join any cults. Hide your children. Hide your wives. He raping everybody out here. <laughs> As always, though, stay safe. Don't die. See you later. Bye. subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a good review. Catch us on Facebook at 2JaneDoes, where you can find updates on our episodes and links to our other social media accounts. If you have any cases that you want us to cover and go into detail with, you can leave us a message there.